right, so welcome back to Navigating Chaos. I'm Samantha Lusher, and I'm here with Amanda Cates. Hello. Um, this week, we are going to talk about following your ping. So a ping is something that a lot of us at Christ Church are very familiar with. Right. And it probably means something different outside of Christ Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, but around here, it means what you're called to do, listening to Christ calling you, asking you to do something. So let's dig in. All right. So you kind of gave us a little intro on there on what it means to, what a ping is. Yes. So why do you think it is so important to follow that ping? Ooh, um, I would say it's important to follow your ping because if you don't, well, you're saying no to God. Right. And, uh, you know, when we look at scripture, uh, that hasn't turned out so well for other people. (laughs) You're right. You know, I mean, for me, I don't ever want to tell God no because I don't imagine life in the belly of a whale to be very pleasant. That is a very good point. Yeah. So for me, that's why I've always felt the need to answer my pings, because it it just seems like a much better plan. That's true. And I think in my experience, when I have followed that ping, the benefit has been more than I could ever imagine it being. Yes. Yes. You know, that... That kind of reminds me of um, something that uh, our pastor Shane has said in the past, and I found it to be so true as you continue on because you answer that first ping, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of people think that that you know that first ping is is going to be like some life altering moment where you're going to have a major epiphany and you're going to be standing beside a burning bush and have this huge sign that you're supposed to do something grand. But really, it's it's not. That first step isn't going to be some grandiose ask. You're not going to go from, from being in the middle of your sin, whatever your sin is, to finding Christ and then becoming a pastor of a megachurch. That's true. Uh, God's not going to do that to you. Thankfully, God's not <laughs> going to do that to you because that would be awful and you wouldn't be equipped for where you were. So if if you start by answering a ping, then you get to start small. And you get to be faithful in the small things. And it's always seemed to me that anytime God has asked me to do something, regardless as to uh, how much whatever he's asking makes me want to like puke and, and go the opposite direction and be like, uh, no, seriously, I, I'm not ready for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that as I'm moving toward doing what he asked or doing what he asked, I find that I've been equipped, and I didn't necessarily even realize it. Right. God prepares us a little at a time. Yes. You just really have to say yes to one thing. Yes. And God will take care of the rest. Yeah. You you be faithful in the small things, and then 
those will be added on. It's just like the parable of the talents, you know? you <clears throat> The master gave three different gifts, essentially, to uh, three different servants, and they all did different things with them. But to the one who performed the best, he then gave more. Right. And God does the same thing with all of us. That's very true. Um, why do you think... We hit on this a little bit, but why do you think people are apprehensive about serving? You know, we, in children's ministry, we get all kinds of answers on this. I think essentially uh, it comes down to uh, fear. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you do think that, oh gosh, if I say yes, what's going to be next? Or um, you, you live, you kind of think about it a little worldly, you know, like, well, I give my time here and I give my time here and I only have X amount of time and how am I going to get my kids to practice and, and get uh, school homework done and dinner fixed and all this if I'm doing X as well. And uh, again, that, it comes down to just being faithful. If God has truly asked you to do something, then it's going to fall in line. And really we've seen... Uh, biblically, historically, throughout the Bible, that when you ask or when God asks you to do something and you do it, it, you're rewarded. When you put him first, everything else falls into place. Mm -hmm. So it, it does work, but I mean, there are, there are times when um, you, you have to make sure you're finding the right fit for answering that ping, uh, it could be that, you know, serving with um, teenagers when you have a teenager of your own isn't going to be a good fit because you're kind of fed up on <laughs> all of that teenage angst and drama. Right, that I mean, personal experience works a little bit against you. <laughs> yes. So, you know, you may feel compelled to work with kids, but maybe working with kids in which you have children in that same age bracket isn't going to be it. You kind of have to uh, kind of see a, a bigger picture and, and maybe work with a different age group or um, find an, a different, maybe serving in like a, a Sunday school setting or a children's church setting isn't going to be it. Maybe you need to do something where you're once a month uh, serving kids in uh, a lower income bracket that maybe, you know, there's like a... a um, after school program set up that you can, you know, serve once a month. Maybe that fits your schedule a little better, fits your needs a little better, but you're still answering God. Right. And there's nothing wrong with trying things out to see what is the best fit for you. Just because you say yes in one area doesn't mean that that's necessarily the right area. Right. I mean, you know, we're a couple women sitting here and you think about going jean shopping you know, that I mean, sounds like a nightmare. Exactly. <laughs> Not every size eight is going to fit the same. And then there's, you know, size eight petites and there's size eight shorts and size eight longs. And they're not all the same. And different manufacturers are going to do it differently. Serving's a lot the same way. You got to find that right fit. It's going to be both for your time, your personality. It, and the needs that you have, you know, if you're looking to be a, a part of a group and kind of find a family, then maybe something we're serving once a month isn't going to be what you're looking for because you're not 
you're not getting fed within that group Mm -hmm. either. So maybe you do need something more consistent where you're serving weekly. Making that relationship. Exactly, because you're, you gain peers in that aspect too. Mm-hmm. And I've heard a lot of people say, um, like it's special needs ministry, because that is where I'm serving. Yeah. People feel unqualified, unprepared. And again, it's just a matter of trying it out. Mm-hmm. And don't overthink it. You know, try it out, see what works. If you're still uncomfortable, try something else. But God will equip you. Absolutely. You know, in children's ministry, we we hear a couple different things. Uh, The answer, the biggest no that we get Mm -hmm. is often, I don't know the Bible well Mm -hmm. enough. Well, funny enough, we are not asking you to teach the Bible We're asking you to connect with kids and lead them through activities that reinforce a biblical principle that you will both have heard from folks who are capable of teaching the Bible and have been doing it for a really long time. Mm -hmm. So that no, for me, I think is a pretty easy workaround. Mm -hmm. You know, but then there's also... People think that because they are in a specific occupation, that that will be their spiritual gift as well. And that's not the case all the time. Um, Many times, you know, for us here, when you look at our children's volunteers and even your volunteers, not many of them are teachers. No. And that's because an occupational trade or or gift isn't the same as spiritual. God equips the church as a whole. And so when you're when someone, anyone is trying to find their fit, it they cannot just fall back on what their what, they what their trade is. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a good chance that that God's gifted you spiritually someplace else. Unless you're a finance person, I think. I think finance and tech people, God's like, yep, here you go. (laughs) That's not any of us. No, it's not. (laughs) We we wear many hats, but I don't know if we have expertise in any specific place. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, not many of our volunteers are teachers, but a lot of our volunteers kind of wish that they would have become a teacher by trade. Mm-hmm. They found that they're gifted there, and they aren't in a place that they can make that job change, but they certainly meet that need mm-hmm. by serving with us. Right, and what's different about that is, and gosh, I am so appreciative of teachers. Like, they are amazing. Yes. I love that I get to send my kids to school Ooh, yes. and have someone else teach them, like, because again, not something we are equipped with. Exactly, especially with our own children sometimes. But I feel like when you just realize you have an hour, I have an hour with these kids on a Sunday. Yep. You can make that hour count. Yes. You can be so intentional with that <clears throat> one hour. Because you're not you're not necessarily teaching. Mm-hmm. You're really kind of bonding. You're, you're, building, um, you're building a bridge between that child 
and Jesus, and you're creating something where that child could be in a home situation where no one has said, I believe in you in a really long time. They could be in a social situation at school or uh, with peers in other settings where no one is giving them any type of affirmation at all. And you can be that one person. And it's amazing how many times we find out after the fact that a child has connected with a leader because that leader saw something in them that no one else did and then followed through with it and kept in touch with that child. And then to hear, you know, as that kid is graduating high school, that their fourth or fifth grade leader made a huge impact on their life and kept them from getting involved in uh, some really poor choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Small group leaders can make a big difference in a person's life. It's not always about teaching. Right. It's just about making it personal, right? Yes. Let's talk about yep. making it personal. The kids come in, the leaders ask them how their week was. They know what is going on in their lives. They can ask these personal questions. And it makes that child feel like, I am cared about, I am loved, and I am at home here. Yes. And that is our biggest goal. Yeah. Is that they feel at home and they know that Jesus loves them and that we love them. Exactly. All right. So let's talk about finding out what your spiritual gifts are. Yeah, that's... That, I think, can be a little intimidating. You know, I mean, I can imagine sitting down with a notebook and and trying to list what I think my spiritual gifts are and then juxtaposing those to my life and thinking, really? Those are my spiritual gifts? But you know what? You may be way more patient inside of church than you are with some of your circumstances outside of church. You know, uh, like... Like you just said, I'm so grateful that there are teachers because I can send my child to school. Mm-hmm. So patience can be a huge thing for us with children. I mean, that's that's a big part of our job sometimes. Uh, we can't always reflect that at home, right? Like mm-hmm. it's different when it's your child. So you do have to find those. And there are avenues that you can take. Um, you can just Google uh, spiritual gift assessments. Right. There's all kinds online that you can do. Uh, some are good. Some are not so great. But either way, I think you'll you'll be able to come up with um, a fairly decent idea of maybe different ministries you should try on, like the jeans. Right. And what I think is interesting about that sometimes is I've taken quite a few just out of curiosity. Yeah. Like, I know what I'm interested in, but sometimes you'll get one that's like evangelism and you're like, whoa, that is not me. Where did that come from? That sounds like putting myself out there. (laughs) Right. It makes you think like, oh, maybe that's what God is working me towards. Right. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you can get a little glimpse into where God may be moving you mm-hmm. instead of uh, where you currently are. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we hear often around here that, you know, sometimes God loves us and sometimes God shoves us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we need that sometimes. You have to grow spiritually because the truth is God does love you too much to let you stay where you currently are. Exactly. And it is so important to get out of your comfort zone. No yeah. matter how much you might want to throw up or run the complete opposite direction, it will pay off because God has big plans for you. Yes, he really does. You know, I started um, <laughs> so I started serving in children's ministry uh, kind of by accident. I uh, volunteered for vacation Bible school one year because I was a working mom. So I couldn't get into my children's schools to volunteer like other parents did. And I always felt kind of guilty about it. Mm-hmm. So I volunteered in my daughter's second grade vacation Bible school class. Now, she's now a freshman in college. And so after I did that, my son kept saying to me, well, when are you going to volunteer in my room? And I'm like, Really? Like, okay, so I signed up to do one Sunday in his classroom. And then a couple weeks later, I got a phone call. There had been a change in personnel in who was handling the scheduling for our nursery area. And the person called me and said, I am so-and-so, and and, um, I see that you are on the schedule to serve the third week of every month, can I go ahead and leave you there? And I thought, wow, the church must really be desperate for volunteers <laughs> if that is a tactic that they're going to to get people to serve. I, I just said I would do it once, and now mm-hmm. she's saying every month. So I said yes, because I felt like the church must be desperate. <laughs> and so then it continued And continued, and I'd serve my once a month, and then they would call me when they needed a sub. So then it got to the point where they're like, can we just plan on you being here every week? Because we call you every Thursday, and you say, yeah, sure. So (laughs) can we just plan for you to be here? I'm like, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Well, those kids that I started with are now all juniors in high school, and I have watched them grow. And as they've grown, so have I. I was asked to, you know, start serving in elementary ministry. And so then I did that. And then from there, you know, God asked Shane, Reverend Shane, to plant another campus. And I became the children's person for that plant. And then I came back to our larger campus and became the children's director. And then from there, Things have just multiplied and and multiplied and multiplied to the point to where a couple years ago, I preached. Mm -hmm. Um, Ten years ago, if someone had said, hey, so look, um, we know that you're the person who said that they never wanted to have kids. And you're going to have four. And then you're going to be a children's ministry leader. And then you're going to get on stage and preach to a couple thousand people. I would have been like, oh, you're hilarious. That's a good one. But along the way, God has asked small things Mm -hmm. and then equipped me for things and continued to just push and push and push. And uh, there have been plenty of times where I've just 
sat and prayed and said, God, are you really in this? Because if you're not in this, I'm not in this. Right. I can't be in this by myself. No. <laughs> and uh, sometimes the answer has been, no, that's not where I'm at. And I said, okay, then that's not where I'm going to be at because I'm not going to do it alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and there have been times I've said, too, the other way, God, are you sure I'm still in this? And the answer has been, yes, you're still in this. And I said, okay, well, if you say I'm still in this, then I'm still in this because you're with me in it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you got to be faithful in the small things. And God doesn't, God doesn't start by asking a, you know, second grade vacation Bible school leader to lead a couple hundred kids and then, you know, preach to a couple thousand people. <laughs> thank, thank you, God, that that's not the way that works. Yeah, I was um, one of those people that uh, was like, I do not know the Bible. Mm-hmm. I did not grow up going to church. I wanted something. My kids at the time were three and four, I think. Yeah, three and four. And I wanted some place for them to go meet friends where that I could meet other moms because I was newer in the area. And we ended up finding Christ Church, and we actually started at Awana. Yeah. so my kids went to Awana, and I was like, this is not what I thought church was like. That was not my, um, that was not my thought. I thought they're going to sit, they're going to do some crafts, they're going to learn about Jesus, and we're going to go home. Um, No, we went in. There was a puppet show. There was worship. I had never experienced worship. My first experience with worship was um, 35 kids singing Father Abraham and dancing up and down. Like, it was amazing. I thought, this is so much fun. Mm -hmm. And then a couple months later, I think Awana starts in September. In November, I was talking to my husband, and I thought, you know, let's try a Sunday. Let's see how it goes. And I loved it. I said, this is just like a lecture at school. You know, like you're learning. Yes. I started taking notes. I was more interested. And then I was, you know, hunted down (laughs) to to volunteer. And I'm thinking, I am not equipped for this. That wasn't me, right? It wasn't you. Okay. It was later. (laughs) Not that. No, that that time it wasn't you. (laughs) But... So I started volunteering with toddlers of all age groups. Right. And it was the best chaos I've ever experienced. And I got to learn these Bible stories along with them. I think children's ministry is the best place. If you don't know the Bible, Mm -hmm. come learn it here because uh, that's literally what we're doing. There's no pressure. We're all learning together. Yes. And so it it was that same kind of snowball effect that you were talking about, you know, and your like ministry journey. I started volunteering, then I became an Awana leader, then I was on staff, and then... And that's where I was hounding you. (laughs) (laughs) I believe I reached out to you and said, yes, Amanda, are you hiring? And you said, well, yes, we are. Um, And it has been quite the journey being on staff. We've had so many transitions over the last two years, especially with COVID, with um, staff changing hands and things like that. Mm -hmm. But 
my gosh, if you would have asked me 10 years ago <laughs> where I would be, yeah, I would never in a million years say I'm the special needs ministry director of a church, especially a church of this size. Absolutely. It's amazing. And I love my job. I look forward to every Sunday and Wednesday, and I love the kids, and I love the people that I work with. So now I'm not preaching <laughs> to 2,000. Careful. Careful what you say. <laughs> I might have agreed to some other things, but <laughs> not, not there with preaching. Do you want me to address what happened? <laughs> I think that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So, funny enough, we've had a little bit of some technical difficulties uh, as we were recording the card that Sam had completely emptied prior to our recording, stopped recording us, and said that it was full. Uh, these are the little ways that uh, kind of the devil can be in the details. Uh, little things, you know, when you are kind of uh, pushing towards answering your ping, sometimes there are things that come up and get in your way. And funny enough, when others are trying to help you answer your ping or encourage you, uh, little things can pop up to keep you from getting there. Uh, the last thing the devil wants is for a church to be ministering to the children. It's, it's, it's a biblical model there as well. So we're going to go back and because uh, we have cleared up that little snafu and the devil will not get in our way today. Absolutely not. I was talking about how important it is and how cool it is to watch these children growing up. And I said where, where I started, the children were three and four. Those children are now moving on to teens. Yeah. And so um, Sarah Yankee is our tween coordinator. And she has bought these journals for all of the small group leaders to sign as these kids move on. Um, to Christchurch teens and I was signing them and feeling very emotional because I got to be part of their faith journey mm -hmm. and it's been amazing to see what they've accomplished and got a glimpse of the people that they're going to be yes and I'm so grateful for their small group leaders because as someone who didn't grow up going to church, I'm just extremely thankful because I couldn't do this by myself. Uh, they've made such a difference in my children's lives. And I, you know, we, our hope is that we can be that for the children that are here as well. Absolutely. You, know, you and I are kind of at the point to where we, we don't always get to work as one-on-one -on -one with the kids as what we would like. Our jobs now are more uh, equipping others mm -hmm. to work that one-on-one. -on -one. And um, that's, that's where small group leaders, leaders literally become the hands and feet mm -hmm. uh, of Jesus. They get to show a child uh, who they are through God's eyes. And that's how we end up seeing so many of these kids. You know, we don't, 
necessarily see who they are right now. A lot of times we see who they can be. Mm-hmm. And um, we see their, their gifts. And, and we see those kids who are, you know, struggling through school. But we know that they have this huge ability to multitask and, and think with 30 different tabs open in their brain. Mm-hmm. And, and that they could be something huge that God can totally use them. But they have to get through this stage of life and getting to be those people and getting to be the people who equip those people Mm -hmm. to show them God's love through every stage is really cool. Right. And we're also at that point where these tweens are starting to serve themselves. Yes. And they are starting to pay it forward and make a difference in other people's lives. And it's really kind of coming full circle and saying that a positive influence from their leaders has is making a positive influence in someone else's life now. Absolutely. They're they're learning from their leaders' examples and, and they're plugging in. I mean, we're seeing them not plug in just to, you know, serving within their own tween ministry, mm-hmm. but serving within your special needs ministry, within um, ministry with uh, younger kids for me, and in other areas too. The not so much uh, handling money or anything, but they can greet. Uh, we got plenty of them that greet. They they can do all kinds of things in the church. I know um, last week we were getting set up for Charter Sunday, and uh, we're accepting our new charter members. And, and one of the things that you received was a, an olive wood cross. And those had to be stuffed into little organza bags with a a little card that had to be folded. And I looked over and uh, our one of our tech guys, our production manager kind of guy, he, um, he and his son, who is a tween, mm-hmm. were sitting there folding them and stuffing the bags together. And I'm like, there's a tween. Like, that's the things that you don't see on a Sunday. Right. But it still has to happen. Mm-hmm. And here's one of our tweens doing it right it's really cool because he probably did just as many as any other adult there mm-hmm. and it was awesome just getting to see the way that that kids can work even behind the scenes right and it goes to show you that there's not a specific age you have to be to serve no not at all and you know too I think when you make that first step and you answer your first ping you may not realize it but God God has already equipped you um, and you'll, you'll soon realize that once, once you start, uh, whatever your journey is going to be, but as you continue to say yes to the things that God is asking you to do, it, it just becomes freeing. Mm-hmm. You learn more about yourself. You get to be, become who you were created to be in Christ, you know, who, what your job is, what your job title is, uh, that, that is one thing. But when you get to fully acknowledge your spiritual gifts and live your life for Christ by serving him, I mean, there's just so much freedom in saying, this is who I am. And I'm really comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. There's a huge comfort factor that comes with that, I think. Right. When you fully surrender yourself to God and trust in him that is freeing because Mm -hmm. the pressure is no longer on you 
you've given that over to God and you just have to let him work and just watch his plan. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, if there's any of you who are kind of contemplating what your spiritual gift may be, if there's any way that we can help you, we would love to. Uh, particularly if you think your special gift might be with uh, children <laughs> of any kind <clears throat> or even special needs adults. Um, we would be more than happy to walk you through that. But really, we would be more than happy to help anybody uh, figure out where it is that they need to serve. Uh, it, we would just be extremely excited if it happened to be with us. <laughs> That's very true. But there, yeah, there's so many places that you could serve in the church. You, you don't have to know the Bible. No. You don't have to have previous experience. All you have to do is trust God and let him work in your life. And the benefits will be more than you ever think. I agree. Absolutely. So thank you for joining us today. Um, we hope that you feel encouraged to follow your ping and to just trust God's plan for your life. And if you are interested in serving with children's ministry, special needs ministry, um, find Amanda or I on a Sunday and we will be happy yes. to get you plugged in. You don't even have to wait for a Sunday. I mean, you can find us at a gas station, a Target, the grocery store, wherever. We'll talk to you. Yes, we will. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.